podcast where me marissa phillips and me pete phillips are not related on this snowy afternoon morning i don't know do you actually have snow yeah i actually do do you oh no we don't have a single flake oh that's funny. Got the whole day off <laughs> okay that's awesome <laughs> don't even have rain <laughs> man weird this is a show that yeah that that falls through the air like a snowflake and lands on the tip of your nose and you uh watch it melt while one of the co-hosts tries to come up with an intro (laughs) (laughs) i don't think you can really watch it melt on your nose i mean i don't know anyway in other words we tell you things you didn't know you needed to know pete how are you i'm okay but that's not what i want to talk about today (laughs) okay I want to talk about this new show, um, and I'm just, I just think it's really kind of funny and ridiculous, so I thought I would bring it up, because it doesn't look like a show that you would probably watch. Okay. Um, Fox has a new, I guess, drama, okay. um, and it's called Alert, Missing okay. Persons Unit, and it follows Nikki Parker after she joins the Philadelphia, wait, What? I thought it was... Anyway, it joins Nikki Parker after she joins the Philadelphia Police Department's missing person unit to help other people find their loved ones at the same time that she is looking for her missing son. Okay. Every single episode... By the way, this show is co-created by Jamie Foxx. Oh, wow. And every episode, somebody goes missing. And there's okay. there's two things like the first thing that drives me crazy is this lead character woman tells everybody we always get our babies back. Oh, that is it's like a catchphrase, but like but then you don't right? And there's not there hasn't been an actual baby yet, and I know that you can oh. call kids babies, but like the other thing is I'm pretty sure in one episode there was like a teenage girl missing and I don't uh-huh. think she was talking to her mom either. She said, I don't know. It's just a weird catchphrase that they work into every single episode. But the big thing I wanted to ask you, Marissa, is in your time in living in Philadelphia, how many times did you maybe get an alert that somebody was missing on your phone? Mm. Would it be every day? Not every <laughs> Day, but I would say like, well, let's say in the last year, maybe like three times. Because it's every single day. Well, wait, but you know, show. you know that like not every person gets an Amber Alert, though, right? So wait, you mean like people have downloaded an app so they can get extra alerts about missing wait, people? Wait, did we not discuss Amber Alerts here? Who? How did I learn about Amber Alerts? Wasn't that you? I don't think so. Oh God, yeah, like. It takes a certain criteria for it to become an Amber Alert. Oh, Other yeah. than that, but then like, so how like the average person doesn't get a notification for non-Amber Alert missing people? Right, but these the the city of Philadelphia constantly does in this show. But like everyone gets an alert. Yeah, because that's that's another kind of cute part of the show. Whenever somebody goes missing, they cut to different people around and like you'll see like somebody selling hot dogs and looking at their phone somebody like psychotic somebody doing the laundry and they look at 
every day, I would think we were all getting like picked off one by yeah. one. That would be maddening. Like I downloaded the the uh, neighborhood app or whatever, whatever. Oh no, citizen app where it tells you the crime happening in your neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And I had to get off that in two days because I thought someone was going to kill me because everyone had a machete all the time. <laughs> Maybe so, I no, should get that around here. What'd you say? Maybe I should get that app for around here. <laughs> Honestly, it's fascinating. But if you live in a city, I would like a big city. I would have downloaded it. Uh, yeah, no, that's not a thing. You must have to download special like non Amber alert, missing people notifications. I don't know. You must like fucking love to know when people are missing. <laughs> yeah, they portray it like it's uh, like it's those alerts that go out to everybody. Um, because like if there's a group of people. They all pick up their phone and look at it. Oh, and I think it was in the first episode or the second episode, somebody like one of the people who was a kidnapper was Middle Eastern mm-hmm. and they couldn't find him, but they needed to find him. Okay. I could be getting this wrong, but ultimately what happens is they put out an alert that says this man is a terrorist. What? <laughs> and it goes to everybody and they're at like some big sporting event and everybody turns to him and they're like, that's the guy. Wait, but <laughs> I know. he wasn't a terrorist. <laughs> no, he how, wasn't. <laughs> how could you legally do that? <laughs> so I will say, so I worked like sort of for the city. I would, and for some reason it's not, it's not, it's like city job adjacent. So like we did have to sign up for like certain things that like I didn't want to sign up for. So I can't say like you, you can like customize how many alerts you get. So maybe there is a way where you can be like, ooh, let me know all the deets about all them people. But, like, I just had Amber Alerts, which, no, I mean, this. <laughs> I didn't want them because I didn't leave my house. So knowing that they were in a white Ford sedan, I don't know what a white Ford sedan yeah. is either. So I was just like, this is just wasted on me. But, yeah, I would just get Amber Alerts and, like, extreme weather. But I could have opted in for more. Who the fuck would opt in for more? Like, how much How much do people want to be bothered by their phones? I don't know. Whatever. Anyway. Well, I, I'm sad. I thought you were going to talk about the new show about a true crime podcaster who, who then, like, tries to find the missing people herself. Or something. There's some dumb show that has like way too good of actors. Oh, that's season. That's season three, Marissa. <laughs> Wait, what? What do you mean? Are you talking about Truth Be Told? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's on season three. I never yeah. heard about the show till now. <laughs> God, I, shows about podcasters make you want to die. <laughs> yep. And I watched. Uh, I, I I watched Limetown, which is also about a podcaster, Jessica Biel, as a podcaster. And it was a Facebook original show, and it's on Peacock. And I was like, I don't think I've seen this before. And about halfway through it, I was like, I feel like I might have seen this before, but maybe it just wasn't so memorable. Is it a comedy? No. Oh, I thought you were going to say it was, and I would watch a Jessica. Oh, Jessica <laughs> Biel? I thought you meant, um, wait, who's just No, no, no. Alba? Who's... Uh, yeah, I thought you meant I Jessica I get those Alba. two confused. Yeah, yeah. I imagine Jessica <laughs> Alba in a podcasting comedy, and I was like, oh, I'd watch that. <laughs> Okay, never mind. Uh, so that's how you are? Part of me wants to watch everything with Jessica Biel in it because I can't forget that in an interview she said that she couldn't get good Hollywood roles because she's too beautiful. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> that's... Woof. Girl, 
check yourself. <laughs> so how about you, Marissa? What's going on with you? Okay, guys, I promise eventually I'm going to stop talking about this. But I feel like I owe it all to you to know that I am unfucking hinged. <laughs> and I told Pete, oof, guys, I'm going to tell you this right now. I have been reading academic, not journals, academic articles from doctors out the ass. Because all these doctors say that most doctors do not know how to taper people off of antidepressants in any sensible way. And boy, do I believe that. I thought I was past the worst of it. Let me explain the life I've been living. I, it's like I have vertigo. I went to Sam's Club the other day and then I started crying because I was so dizzy I was going to faint. And then my Aaron had to like hold me like it was an old lady. And then I cried 11 times yesterday, once after I finished a Peloton workout. And I wanted to kill myself because of the context in which I started to cry. <laughs> because it was like, I, it, from the outside, it was like I was so proud of myself for finishing that workout. No, I don't know why it happened. I also cried at a trailer. I also cried while listening to Coheed and Cambria. All of the context made me want to kill myself. And I will say, though, I was in a bad way. I was in such a bad way. I was like, is this my life? When does this stop? And then I was unpacking a suitcase I haven't unpacked for weeks. And I got, Pete, have you ever had Saratoga Springs water? It's in a blue glass bottle. No, I don't think so. Don't know why, but there's something about drinking water out of a glass bottle that is so, like, serotonin boosting. <laughs> it was like, it made me pump for an hour. I was like, Are you fucking kidding me? I still have a bottle of the Saratoga Springs I've been saving? <laughs> Holy shit, yeah. And then I was happy for an hour. My The point of sharing this is, once, I don't remember what, but someone told me, like, thank you for sharing your mental health struggles. And I just thought you guys should know I'm not okay. I am not okay at all. I had to hand write this whole podcast episode, which I am telling you this because please bear with me. My handwriting is so fucking bad. I've told this before on the show, I think. How when I was a child, I thought I had quote unquote girly handwriting. So I tried to muck it up so people <laughs> couldn't tell it was a girl's handwriting. But now it's so fucked up. I can't even read my own handwriting sometimes. Uh, so yeah, I have a fully handwritten, uh, episode today because I get very nauseous when I look at screens too long. Uh, <laughs> so I hope by next episode I'm not unhinged, but I'm very unhinged in an unpleasant way and I'm trying to make light of it. So thank you for bearing with me, guys. I promise I won't talk about this every how are you, uh, forever, but... I'm just going through it, y'all. I'm going through it. <laughs> and I'm not laughing at her. No, I know. When I laugh, I'm laughing with her. With her. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Icebreaker. This week, we're, we're going to try to collaborate on an icebreaker. Okay. I wanted to do it somehow based around the Eminem uh, spokes candy decommissioning. <laughs> What? What? Uh, <laughs> what are you talking about? Marissa, do you uh do do you look at the news? Disturbingly, d almost no, <laughs> almost entirely no. 
the last thing I've heard about an Eminem is like one of them changed her shoes. Maybe one of them's a lesbian. Oh, Someone, Marissa. Conservatives are mad about Eminems. What happened? I, okay, so this I'm is. I'm gonna lose my shit. Don't, I'm ready. don't if, cry on the podcast. Are I okay? Let me. Are they taking all of those M and M's away from being the spokespeople? So the first half of this statement sounds kind of funny, but then the second half is like too serious to me. <laughs> America, let's talk. In the last year, we've made some changes to our beloved spokes candies. I'm gonna be so angry. We weren't sure if every if anyone would even notice, and we definitely didn't think that it would break the internet. But now we get it. Even a candy's shoes can be polarizing, which is the last thing that M&M's wanted, since we're all about bringing people together. That's part one. Part two. Therefore, we have decided to take an indefinite pause from the spokes candies. What? There's not going to be any? Are you fucking kidding me? In their place. This... (laughs) In their place, we are proud to introduce a spokesperson America can agree on. The beloved Maya Rudolph. What? We are confident Biz Rudolph will champion the power of fun <laughs> to create a world where everyone feels like they belong. Holy shit. Holy shit. Holy so shit. So I okay, guess, okay. I guess no. maybe the icebreaker could just be, what are you thinking about that, Marissa? Okay. I knew that whatever they were doing was polarizing, but I got confused. Again, I wasn't sure whether... I think they took high heels from one and then made someone a lesbian. Did I imagine? (laughs) What did I imagine? The green M&M had go-go boots, and then they replaced them with just, like, flat, normal shoes. We got a purple M&M, who is also female, I think... Uh, and she is wearing boots now, but they're not go-go boots. And then I'm we sorry, have the is brown. Is no one a lesbian? We have the brown Eminem who is wearing heels. Is no one a lesbian? <laughs> I'm not. Um, I'm not saying this flippantly. I thought someone did something weird. No, I'm sorry. Being a lesbian is not weird. Weird to conservatives. <laughs> like I thought something upset conservatives. Did nobody like weird out the normies because they like have a different sexual preference did i make that up right that's right the biggest controversy came recently because m&m's was releasing an all women's <laughs> bag oh. wait so that's what so what is upsetting the cons- i know that there was some conservative person who is stepping on bags of m&m's outside of the m&m store in times square it's just because they have an all-woman bag, which, by the way, they're not gendered in the bag. That's that's the that's the Lizard King. Eminem oh. launches. This is from the Daily Mail, so you know they're designed to be inflammatory. Eminem's launches woke female-only special edition bag of candy featuring quote lesbian green and brown chocolates, as well as a new plus-size purple sweet who represents body positivity. Oh, okay, okay, so some of them, so the brown and the green are together. I didn't make that up. We, the first time the brown and green M&Ms have been featured together since a viral tweet from 2015 sparked rumors that they were a lesbian couple. Okay, first of all, unless they straight up said they were lesbians, I don't know how deep someone had to go to make that fan fiction. I mean, maybe they are, but it's like, it's like people want to be mad. Oh, but okay. That tweet so contained a picture of the two characters holding hands on the beach. And it was posted just two days after the Supreme court legalized gay marriage. Oh, you know what? 
They probably are lesbians. You know what? Cool. Like, that's fine. I understand if conservatives are mad. The bag doesn't have them kissing each other. All of the green and the brown are, like, attached kissing each other. And all the M&Ms don't have tiny little vaginas. So how can you say it's an all-female bag? What? In fact, a search for the two characters on the notorious fanfiction site Archive of Our Own produces 11 different results of fanfiction in which the two got together. I'm so glad I didn't make that up in my mind because I was like, how the fuck did I get there if that wasn't true? Okay. Yeah, okay, now I get it. Yeah, of course conservatives are going to be mad at lesbian immigrants. Whatever. So, okay, I get it. But I'm surprised they didn't just... I'm surprised they weren't like, never mind. Let's just go back to that weird neurotic yellow one. I like him. No, no, I love that one. I'm surprised they didn't just nix everything and go back to the original. So then I guess they would think that then women would get mad because women really felt seen by the I really like the orange one the most. And what are they going to do at Christmas? Is Maya Rudolph going to look at Santa Claus and say, oh, my God, (laughs) they're real? (laughs) Who's the orange one? The orange one was like, so I think that the yellow one is kind of dopey. The orange one was like, like needed a therapist. Like he was painfully neurotic. (laughs) Oh, maybe that's who I'm thinking. And he was the, he was the um, peanut butter M&M. I think we should mix all of them and just have the neurotic M&M we all need to feel seen. <laughs> and then we never mention their gender. And I bet that Maya Rudolph was supposed to play the purple M&M. Yeah, that's... Like, do the voice. And now they're like, uh, well, we paid for her already. Let's just make her the spokesperson. <laughs> also, I love Maya Rudolph, but I don't think she should have to be carrying that whole brand. Mm-hmm. Well, I hate that. It sells Thank itself, you. for God's sake. Nobody says, I want a chocolate candy. <laughs> Honestly, I know. What what do they? What do they think? They're going to be replaced by fucking six slits? (laughs) Please, so you know what six slits are, right? (laughs) What? They're those in Halloween when you go trick or treating. They would, they would sometimes give you this like thin little plastic thing full of completely round candy coated chocolate balls. Oh, okay. Yeah, so those are six slits. I mean, that's the only fucking the only. People who have M&M adjacent candies are six lists, which I don't even know if they still exist, and, like, Russell Stover. No one's going to fucking start buying candy-coated Russell Stover chocolate drops. Uh, it's one of my favorite parts about baking shows, when they're using something like M&Ms and they have to, like, say chocolate candies because they can't say M&Ms. I don't know why. I was going to say candy-coated chocolate drops in a British accent. Why did I assume everyone on a baking show is British? But I said they are. <laughs> so Duff Goldman is uh, totally British. <laughs> I love Duff Goldman. Anyway, uh, speaking of food, <laughs> yeah, and things we love. Um, I'm going to preface this by saying one: if this episode seems really stupid, remember I'm not in a good place. And two, I might be stupid. <laughs> I might be really stupid, but this came from a genuine place of something that just generally I never thought about. Okay, Pete, what's your favorite type of cheese? This is not a second icebreaker. This is a way to lead into it. I don't know. See, favorite cheese on a cheeseburger should be probably American. I like the okay. way it melts. 
Favorite cheese on like a turkey sandwich? I like provolone. Okay. <clears throat> Favorite cheese on a cheesesteak? Also provolone. Mm, if we're bringing okay. in pasta, I mean mozzarella. Uh, I just want to say that I think with from, crackers, someone... cheddar. With what? With crackers. Oh, okay. <laughs> Uh, as someone from Philly, I think when you said provolone with um, a Philly cheesesteak, I think I was supposed to yell wit whiz <laughs> or something, something dumb. <laughs> anyway, uh, okay. Again, maybe you're not stupid like me, but let's take, what do you think like is the main difference between your cheddar and your provolone? Like, what, what do you think, what do you think the like, why do you think they taste so different? Um, I'm gonna. St- I'm uh, aged. Okay, is that it? Is that a thing? And yeah. maybe they come from like different curds or some shit. Okay, yeah. So maybe I'm stupid. because uh, I was making. I was really things. gonna say though. Um, one melts better than the other. I mean, yes, but that's. <laughs> So I was making tacos yesterday. I took out a, uh, a package of queso fresco. Do you know what that is? Are these, is this mixed cheeses? No, queso fresco is um like a, it's like a big block of very crumbly. Wow. It's like, it's like crumbly cheese and it like. Fancy tacos. It doesn't have that much of a melt. Well, because we have like an authentic Mexican restaurant by us. And like if you go to a, an authentic Mexican place, they'll often put queso fresco on stuff instead of like. Instead of like shredded cheese, so I was like, "Ooh, I want to make that." So anyway, yeah, so it's like a mild crumbly cheese that uh, complements Mexican food really well. So the package was just like on the counter, and I just looked at it. I don't usually look at ingredients, but I just noticed that it was just the ingredients were like. But I'm still unemployed and crying all the time, so I thought a cheese wrapper would be safe to read. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, the ingredients were just milk, salt, and enzymes, hmm. and. Like, I don't know. Is that is that what you would expect from a Enzymes general... feels really loaded. <laughs> well, yeah, there's, there's that. Um, cheese, I, I could see how cheese feels like an ingredient that would be like, you look at it and it says, this shit's made of cheese. What do you want? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I don't know what I expected. But, like, it, like, at the point I was like, what? Like, that's it? Like, that's actually, like, that's all that's in it? Like, there's, like, nothing else? Because I don't know why. Like, I never took the time to, like, think of what's what's in cheese and i guess i thought like like really that's it <laughs> like there's not like other stuff added i don't know why i thought like i expected to see like not like spices like garlic but just like i guess more chemicals or more like just generally more additives to like make a different cheese taste different from a different cheese i was yeah. like it can't be that simple so, and also, I would like, expect pepper to be in Pepper Jack. Well, so, oh yeah, I didn't look up Pepper Jack, but I will say there are, of course, like dill flavored cheeses. You can't, you can't get a dill flavor from AJ. <laughs> that has additives, but I mean, just your base cheeses, like your Swiss, your cheddar, your brie. For some reason, I feel like there would be more to it, but like, no. <laughs> so like, I looked up some, some, some cheeses and the ingredients on like a block of cheddar is just milk. There's also cheese cultures, salt, and enzymes. And that's like an orange cheese, so that does have a food coloring. Okay. But if you go to your go to your Swiss cheese, the exact same ingredients as a cheddar cheese, just minus the food coloring. 
And, like, if you go, like, those tiny, like, Baby Bell round cheeses, uh, again, it's just salt, milk, and enzymes. Uh, so there's so, a conspiracy here. What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> they were all being sold different products with the same ingredients. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I was like, again, like, what? Am I do you dumb? Have, do you have any low-fat cheese on you? Because uh, I imagine no. that probably has a lot of chemicals and stuff. Ooh. So. Shredded reduced fat mozzarella. Yeah. Oh, okay. So in a reduced fat cheese, so this has milk salt enzymes, then it has vitamin A palmitate. It has, mm. well, I think this is specific to shredded cheeses. This has an anti-caking blend okay. of different starches. Um, and, yeah. and natamycin, which is a mold inhibitor. Yum. So okay, when you go to like when you go to like shredded cheeses and cheeses that need to keep a shape, I think you are gonna get more additives. But just baseline, almost every single cheese is made from the exact same thing, mm-hmm. and I don't know why that surprised me. <laughs> Maybe I'm just in. A, is this a horrible topic? I'm I'd sorry. like to remind everybody, Marissa did a whole episode on cheese caves. <laughs> yeah. Just thinking, all of them had different ingredients. <laughs> Yeah, so I'm sorry, guys. Again, if this is like no shit, I'm not okay. But I hope I I'll say this: it's not worse than Donkey Kong. <laughs> <laughs> so I hope I teach you something. Um, oh gosh, yeah, guys, I'm really not okay. But you know what? I know you don't know everything about cheese, so I'm going to teach you something, whether or not this is a dumb topic or not. Because I was just there, like. Swiss is like mild and nutty, but cheddar's like salty and sharp. And those baby bells are like fucking creamy and I don't know, umami. I still don't know what umami is. <laughs> so like what the fuck? How can it just be the same ingredients? Uh so guys, let's delve into the variables at play in different cheeses. Honestly, I bet I could have sold this topic to you and seemed less dumb if I just had a less genuine intro. <laughs> If I didn't really bring you through how I got to this topic. Yeah, yeah. But I did. I keep it real, guys. If you were like, like, hey, Pete, what's the difference between cheeses? I'd be like, uh, uh, I don't know. (laughs) Exactly. But instead, I brought you, I I kept it real. I kept it raw. And you know the unhinged state I was in and how vulnerable I was. Marissa (laughs) Phillips, unhinged and unfiltered. (laughs) Um... So anyway, let's go into why different cheeses taste different. Uh, cheese is also more gross than I realized, and that's interesting. <laughs> so, guys, it's no surprise that, obviously, there's milk in cheese. That's the starting point of, like, every cheese, uh, unless unless you have, like, a cheese substitute, but that's not cheese. Uh, so apparently 20% of the final flavor in any cheese is the milk itself. Um, but obviously not all cheeses are made equal. Um I mean, besides the fact that, like, you can get a, a goat milk or a cow milk, um, things that also can change the flavor include, like, the breed of animal. Can you get um, almond milk cheese? You can, but I'm only talking about... No, that's fine, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I don't know what the fuck is in that. Uh, only cheese from nipples. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, so, you know, it, the flavor depends on the breed of the animal, what the animal is fed, and, oh, shit, whether the milk is pasteurized or unpasteurized, I had meant to Google uh, the difference, and I didn't. 
Uh, do we all generally know what pasteurized is or no? Uh, it doesn't seem like it. <laughs> no. Pasteurization involves heating liquids at high temperatures for short amounts of time. Pasteurization kills harmful microbes in milk without affecting the taste or nutritional value. Thank you. I, I did know it had something to do with, like, yeah, me too. Safer, <laughs> but I just wanted to make sure I didn't just wing it. Um, because if you killed everything in it, that would be called sterilization, mm, not pasteurization. Yeah. Okay. And that and never mind. I was just trying to make a joke, but I'm not in the right mind to make a joke. That's a mini episode of Y'all Curd. <laughs> oh, nice. Uh, can the can you for the preview image say Y'all Curd about Jesus? <laughs> Let me make a note. Yeah, I think think that'd be great. Uh, So if 20% of the cheese flavor comes from the milk, it's said that the other 80% comes from the recipe uh, and the aging of the cheese. But when we say recipe, it's not like, ooh, two cups garlic powder, one cup salt. Uh, it's, It's more like the acidity of the milk, how much moisture they remove or retain, or what mold or bacteria should be added. Guys, if you're grossed out by mold, there's a lot of fucking mold. There's mold in, like, all your cheeses, not just your blue cheeses. But anyway, so basically all the cheeses involve the same basic steps, which is to add bacteria to milk, to coagulate the milk into a soft white substance, which is called the curd, uh, and then press the curd into a shape. But then there are like little little variables that is how we create the different cheeses. But like that's the base of any cheese, like those three steps. You 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 bacteria it, you coagulate it, and and you press it. Um, but like to talk about like how we get the different flavors, uh, we're gonna look at the the different cheese quote unquote families uh, that I found on courtyarddairy.co.uk. <laughs> They had eight families listed, but I'm not going to make you listen to eight different cheese families. I'm going to give you a few examples. So first we get our fresh cheeses. Uh, this is a soft or quote-unquote weak-bodied cheese that you make by acidifying the milk and then draining the whey. What is whey? That is the liquid that remains after the milk has been curdled and strained. So what is a type of fresh cheese? You got your cottage Free cheese. cheese. Mm, okay, no. Okay. I don't know everything in ice cream cheese. I think there might be more to that. Yeah, I think you're uh, right. I, I, always, I often get cottage and cream cheese mixed up. Yeah, no, cottage cheese is, is your chunky wet cheese. Yeah. Uh, so cottage <laughs> cheese is a fresh cheese, and, I, and queso fresco, I think, that, that I was eating yesterday, I think that is also a fresh cheese. Uh, we get your hard-pressed. To make your hard-pressed cheese, the moisture is driven out of the cheese, by acidifying the milk at a low temperature, then you stack and press together the curds. And sometimes you add food coloring because an example of a hard-pressed cheese is cheddar. Okay. Um, <clears throat> you also have your blue cheeses. These are made with a softer cheese ugh, in which they add a blue mold, which that used mm-hmm. to be a natural process, but now is artificially added. Now, the next two words make me want to kill myself. Great. Uh, after the addition of blue mold, that causes veins to form. Something about veins in my cheese is fucking disgusting, and I want to die, especially because I love blue cheese. Um, this causes veins to form where the blue mold 
can come in contact with the air. Often they initiate it, they initiate this to make sure that the air like comes in contact with parts of the cheese by piercing the cheese to allow the air in. Uh, examples of this are gorgonzola or just your, you know, your general quote unquote blue cheese, like in a blue cheese dressing or something. Uh, I'm gonna give you one, one last kind. This is your bloomy rind. For some reason, the word bloom with cheese grosses me out as well. This is your bloomy rind cheese. <clears throat> These cheeses have been inoculated with white mold. They are soft in nature with slightly more rennet. And rennet are the enzymes that make cheese coagulate. So these have slightly more coagulating rennet added. And then the cheese is dried and let to age to encourage a, a large coat of white mold to grow. Yum. Your examples of a bloomy rind cheese are your brie and your camembert. Pete, have you ever had a brie? I feel like you don't like to push yourself with with experimentation <laughs> um i think i must have at one point with sandwich portraits oh okay did you like it do you know no i have no idea okay well, i'm not inclined to ask for it it's delicious also might i add that goat cheeses are next level delicious anyway uh guys if you happen to live in philly or near De Bruno brothers they have a section like near the cheeses where it's just a basket of like like, say they have a really pricey cheese and they're cutting pieces of it, but, like, there's an end piece that's, like, too small to, like, include. You can buy just an end piece of a crazy expensive cheese for, like, $3 and try, like, the weirdest fucking cheeses for so cheap. So when I used to live there, I used to just buy, like, ends of random cheeses. And, yeah, that goat cheese shit is good. Anyway, <laughs> I again, guys, I know I'm in a state I just need you to understand that I know that I'm in a state, but I can't help it. So you're going to appreciate this cheese episode. Yeah, we're all we're all here for you, Marissa. Okay, thank you. <laughs> uh, the one thing that is involved in all these cheeses is acid. Quote, you cannot fully understand cheese making unless you understand acidity and pH, says Paul Kinstedt, professor at the Vermont Institute for Artisan Cheese in nice. Vermont. <clears throat> so even though cheese is like an everyday staple that we generally take for granted, I would assume it's it's not like a simple process, as I'm explaining. Uh, each type of cheese, as I mentioned, has a very particular set of best methods and conditions uh, for both the making and the aging. So uh, another cheese, for example, a washed brine cheese. Pete, have you ever had Munster cheese? I don't I don't know. It's I like think a, so. It's a soft cheese. Not not very soft, but it's like a little softer. They sell it sliced in the deli, and it has like orange around the side. Yeah. Yeah. So I just assumed that was like food coloring, but apparently uh, these cheeses, such as Munster, have a humid, high temperature, and ammonia environment, yum, <laughs> uh, which causes an orange bacteria to grow. So I think that orange on your Munster is a is a is a hot, wet bacteria. I have had Munster cheese. Munster cheese is delicious. In the fall of 2013. What the fuck? Why do you know that? I brought up the Sandwich Borchers website. Oh, God. You, I opened my journal. <laughs> <laughs> okay. um, 
<clears throat> so there are so many variables that can influence the final flavor of the cheese that um so I was reading, I told you, uh, an article from UK, and they were saying that there's one area in the UK where within an eight-mile mile radius, you can visit three different cheddar makers. Uh, and even though in that eight-mile radius, they all follow a similar recipe, they have similar cow breeds, they feed their cows about the same thing, and they mature their cheeses similarly, each product has its own distinctive taste. So just like miles in between can somehow cha- change the flavor of your cheese. I thought that was, <clears throat> excuse me, I think that's interesting because like, do you ever, I mean, it's not like we're going to like fine cheese makers. Like if you ever had like cheddar and been like, oh, this this Target cheddar does not taste like the cheddar from ShopRite. <laughs> like, no, I'm assuming no. <laughs> no. I can't imagine that I would have. No, I haven't either. But I, no, I, but I have, have to also say that <laughs> Usually my breaks between eating only cheese mm-hmm. without it being on something, very, yeah. very far. That's true. That's true. I don't think I... I, I was going to start... I, I was going to delve deeper and, like, look into, like, cheese sommeliers, but I was just like, no, I can't. Um, we could have had a virtual <laughs> cheese tasting. Ooh, that would be fun. Oh, gosh. Um, I did have queso fresco today. I feel like you need to try queso fresco. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make you have some next time I don't, see. I don't know that I would have the words to describe what I was eating if we did a virtual. <laughs> it tastes like cheese. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was reading words. They were like acidic, bloomy, sharp, nutty. Like, I would say like a Swiss is n- nutty. <laughs> Okay, do you think there's any cheese you could describe? What were you afraid of saying by saying nutty instead of nutty? I feel like it sounds like... Because you seem to have no problem saying bloomy all the time. <laughs> Bloomy's disgusting. I feel like when I say nutty, I feel like it sounds so much like there's two D's in the middle. Yeah. That I wonder if it even is clear. Can you say nutty? Oh, and you think that our listeners are so stupid, they're going to think you're saying nutty. And you D-D-Y. <laughs> Yes. You think you think that Nabisco, when they made the product <laughs> Nutty Buddy, <laughs> didn't? No, I just sometimes <laughs> it just bothers me that I can't say two T's in the middle. Can you say Nutty? Tell me what it sounds like. Yeah, I would say this is Peanutty. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like you have T's. Peanutty. <laughs> Anyway, um, when you're handwriting something, you don't have a good idea. Oh, well, we're going to blame it on the handwriting now? No, you don't have a good idea of how long the show is. (laughs) So I only have two more sentences. That was actually... Let let the countdown begin at home, listener. (laughs) That was actually the end. To let you know that, you know, so many variables that... Even miles away, the cheese could taste different. But I wanted to, I was like, what the fuck is the Vermont Institute for Artisan Cheeses? Mm-hmm. So, guys, if you're a real cheese head, I just want to let you know that the Vermont Institute for Artisan Cheese is a four-week online course of the foundations of cheese. And it is it is not just for cheesemakers or cheesemongers. It is also for cheese enthusiasts. And it will teach you the foundations of cheese and sensory evaluation what you do with that information i don't know but i wonder how much it is 
We should. That's what um, I was wondering. <laughs> we should use our Patreon money to take the course. <laughs> And it um, turns into a cheese podcast. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't what I signed up for. That's Michael Dominic. <laughs> I am going to say, I considered telling you yesterday that I'm not mentally well enough to do an episode and we should just do a rerun. But instead I did this. Which do you think is better? I thought this was here? fun. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Guys. I hope you got something out of this. I'm sorry. It was very short. I didn't realize it. I had like four pages of notes, so I thought it was going to like be a while. And I was like, how much can I fucking talk about cheese? <laughs> but uh, that that was four pages of handwritten notes. Um, yeah, I, ho- I hope you learned something. Pete, is this, has this inspired you to want to try a new cheese? Um... You know, I, I had Brie also in February of 2013, yes. and I don't remember <laughs> enjoying it. It's really soft and, like, yeah. really mil- milky. So, like, like you- solid cheeses. I'm down to try a solid cheese. Okay. Hmm. Have you ever tried, like, a, um, what is it, Parmesan? As long as you can get, like, a brick of Parmesan, I think. Um, I feel like I've had big... Pretty pretty solid chunks of parmesan. <laughs> I think next time I see you, which I don't know when that'll be, I think we do a cheese tasting and we record it <laughs> for Patreon only. And we palate cleanse with wine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Ding dong, oh. wine and cheese. <laughs> oh, I love wine and cheese. Yeah. So yeah, let, let's let's add that to a future a future activity. Patreon subscribers, do you want to do a virtual cheese tasting with us? If you do, call us at 570-POD-WAD-1 or text us and let us know. Maybe that'll make us do it. Otherwise, I'll assume none of you can. (laughs) Uh, Let's just go through plugs so I could pretend this whole episode didn't happen. Plugs. It's just a reminder that if if you don't really pay attention that, um, that servant has a new season out yeah. uh, on Apple Plus. That is uh, that is the M Night Shyamalan TV show that is fucking fantastic. And uh, man, so this is I'm just gonna go on a tangent. Uh, Aaron, who, who I've mentioned before, uh, my partner, he <laughs> always mentions that like, why do women like men that are horrible? Why do women like these like? these horrible, like, abusive men on TV. And I'm like, women don't like abusive men. And, and he's just like, but they do. And I'm like, no, they don't. However, I really like the Rupert Grint character who's, like, was, like, a coke addict and just is so unhealthy and toxic. I'm, like, in love with him. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, this this is my one exception. But otherwise, no, I don't like horrible men. But, yeah, Pete, why do you think... I'm not saying you're attacking him. Because why because he's a redhead. That's why it's defying all the other. <laughs> he's like so weird. And he always wears a suit. He's such a fucking mess. But he's always wearing a suit. And he's so like like manic and unhinged. And just he just lives his life. Yeah, I don't even think he's on coke anymore. But he lives his life like someone who's on coke in my <laughs> opinion. Boy, do I just want like 
a bad Rupert Grant. That's his name, right? Did I make yeah, that up? Yeah. Okay. I just want him everywhere. I don't mean having sex with him everywhere. That's not <laughs> like I'm like, ooh, I want him on the bed, on the floor. I mean, I want him in all my shows. Pete, so you I think I think it definitely showed that he can portray that kind of character. So he is hopefully, so good at it. Hopefully, like, you do get more of him. Oh, fantastic! I can't. I, I do hope they're like. So he's in. Oh, Peter, are you gonna watch? Oh, I'm gonna plug this guy. I'm not plugging because I know it's good. I'm plugging it because I like having people to discuss things with. Are we gonna watch Knock at the Cabin or whatever the fuck it's called? Knock at the cabin door. Knock at the door. You know what I mean? <laughs> Knock, knock, it's Kevin time. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean, right? Yeah. The new M. Night Shyamalan movie that also has Rupert Grant in it about, I don't know, some end of the world cult or something that comes out on February 3rd. Okay. Are you going to watch it? Sure. Oh, you have no desire to watch it? <laughs> I'm... I still can't tell what it's about. Yeah, I did a sure. Pete's preview, and I was like, I still don't really know what this is about. But isn't that the allure of the M. Night Shyamalan oh, yes. picture? <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to say, I hope Rupert Grint doesn't just go in every M. Night Shyamalan movie, because I feel like that won't be great for his career. Uh, anyway, guys, um, as, a, as another plug, it's not really a plug, but I just want to let you guys know that for our Patreon subscribers, your packages... So... Your packages are halfway done. They'll come probably in February. I meant to have them in January. You're going to get a Christmas slash Valentine package. I don't feel so bad about it because I used to send people stuff for like multiple holidays, but I don't feel bad because me and Pete now do so much Patreon content that I think instead of many mailings, one larger than normal mailing is Mm -hmm. good. So this will be a package. You're not getting an envelope. You're getting a box full of shit. So, (laughs) a box full of shit, half of which I am working on while in an unhinged state. So, uh... Everybody loves crazy art. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I, uh... I think I've been mentioning on the podcast, I've been going to, like, ridiculous hotels lately. Like, I went to Four Seasons and stuff. So, I've been hoarding stationery from luxury hotels, and I'm using that to make Valentines. So... Get psyched for that. Okay, Pete, talk, so I stop. I'm going to uh, co-sign on Servant. Mm -hmm. And you can call us at 570-POD-WAD-1. Yeah. And you can email us at shout at yallheard.me. And you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash yallheard. There you will find... Um, about I'm going to say a monthly-ish, monthly-ish show from me called Pete Ruins a Movie. You'll find Marissa's Gossip Grill. Which is, except for one week, it's been weekly. Yeah, and Pete Previews, also weekly, which are videos. And, and um, when you least expect it, I might periodically do a Marissa Reviews a show or whatever yeah. I called it. <laughs> <laughs> um... Yeah, guys, thank you for listening. Uh, thank you for hopefully bearing with me. <laughs> I hope to, to do, be normal. Do feel too. free to send your encouragement to at risk vandal on Instagram. <laughs> yeah, seriously. I'm in a, going through a time, so I'll just send me things to distract me. 
uh, tell me I didn't turn you off by making you listen to cheese. <laughs> I'll appreciate it. <laughs> Write to her and say, hey, your cheese episode stunk. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Very nice. Uh, guys, thank you for listening. Stay safe out there and and bye. Bye. Yeah,